Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, you inglorious bastards and magnificent it has begun! I, Doc Moa, am I back for my thought of the day? How dare you! And we're gonna dare on, Greta, we're gonna dare on. It's Wednesday, time to learn about what's going on in this stupid fucking war that shouldn't be fucking happening, that I want nothing to do with, that we, they keep trying to force on me. <sighs> Winning! No. You suck! Um... But it's important to know what's going on as long as it's going on because it's just important to know what's going on in the world in case it escalates. Um, so we'll do this in, again, continuing every Wednesday until we get it, we get it done. Um, either way. Uh, but we got uh, Putin's declared victory in Lunsk and they're pushing towards the Donsk region uh, to take the whole of Donbass, the industrial center of the country. Uh, Biden says that we're going to pay high gas prices until... Ukraine wins, which doesn't look like it's in sight if Russia is claiming victories, but it seems like special forces veterans veterans uh, <laughs> are training Ukrainian forces in Ukraine and further escalating the violence. That is what's going on today, but let's get into this first article. Putin declares victory. ABC News in eastern Ukrainian Lunsk region. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Monday declared victory in the eastern Ukrainian region of Lansk one day after Ukrainian forces withdrew from the last remaining bulwark of resistance in the province. Uh, Pokorovsk, Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin on Monday declared victory in the eastern Ukrainian region of Lansk one day after the Ukrainian forces withdrew from their last remaining bulwark of resistance in the province. I don't know why you just repeated that, but it is what it is. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shulgov reported to Putin in a televised meeting on Monday that Russian forces had taken control of Lonsk, which together with the neighboring Donsk province makes up Ukrainians' industrial heartland of the Donbass. Uh, if the country loses its industrial heartland, it can be starved out. There's pretty much no coming back from that without major, major, major military offensive. Uh, and and I don't, Ukraine, I don't think, can muster it, but it is what it is at this point. Uh, Shogai told Putin that the operation was completed on Sunday after Russian troops overran the city of uh, Lysychinsk, the last stronghold of Ukrainian forces in Lunsk. Putin, in turn, said the military units that took part in the active hostilities and achieved success victory in Lunsk should rest, rest, increase their combat capacities. So rest to increase their combat capacities, but that's pretty much what it wants to do. Putin's declaration came as Russian forces tried to press their offensive deeper into eastern Ukraine after the Ukrainian military confirmed that its forces had withdrawn from Lysychinsk on Sunday. Lysychinsk Governor Sir Serhil Hade said on Monday that Ukrainian forces had retreated from the city to avoid being surrounded. There was risk of Lysychinsk encirclement, Hade told the Associated Press, adding that Ukrainian troops could have held on for a few more weeks, but would have potentially paid too high of a price. So they're basically saying that uh, Russia had forced them to give, to cede that territory to Russia and Russian forces. 
or pay such a high price that they may not have been able to continue waging war. That means they're losing. Any way you want to look at that, that means they're, they're, they're inching towards loss. They're inching towards losing the war. They're inching towards losing the war. Um, and when we later, when we talk about Biden's fucking decisions, you'll, you'll know why that's, I, I keep stressing that and why that's important, but that's what's going on right now. Um, we managed to do centralized withdrawal and evacuate all injured, Hadai said. We took back all the equipment from this point. Withdrawal was organized well. The Ukrainian general staff said Russian forces were now focusing their efforts on pushing towards a line of Siversk, Fedorovka, or Bakhmut in the Donsk region, about half of which is controlled by Russia. The Russian army also intensified its shelling of the key Ukrainian strongholds of Slavonsk and Kramatorsk, deeper in the Donsk region. So they've begun assaulting that, but we'll get into that uh, a little bit in a little bit. On Sunday, six people, including a nine-year-old girl, were killed in the Russian shelling of Slovakensk, and another 19 people were wounded, according to local authorities. Kramatorsk also came under fire on Sunday. An intelligence briefing Monday from the British Defense Ministry supported the Ukrainian military's assessment, noting that Russian forces will now almost certainly switch to capturing Donetsk. The briefing said that the conflict in Donbass has been grinding to an attrition, and it was grinding and attritional, and is unlikely to change in the coming weeks. Yes, yes, I told you they're gonna just keep hitting them. They're gonna hammer. They're gonna keep hammering, hammering, and hammering and hammering the Ukrainian troops until they can't sustain the war anymore. And if they take Donetsk and they take the whole industrial region where they produce most of their grain, most of their food, most of their their stuff, they're gonna be able to starve them out. They're gonna be able to win by attrition. They can just wait them out. Easy peasy victory. Just wait them out. There's almost no coming back from that unless militaries in the rest of the world actively come together and declare official war on Russia and go in there. But most of us, we don't, the people, we don't want to go to war with Russia. We don't want to risk nukes. Uh, we don't, we are the bend to war, like in America, we've been to war so many goddamn times that we, we're done with it and we don't want to fucking do it again. Like, We've been war torn. We're war torn. We don't. We're demoralized. Where we we don't really want to fight a war in Ukraine when we're fighting a basically a war here. Whether you agree with one political faction or another, we're we're pretty much divided down the fucking middle. We're divided straight down the fucking middle. I'm sorry about that car outside the music, but we're divided straight down the fucking middle, and we can't support this. We can't continue this. We just can't. Uh, an intelligence briefing Monday from the British Defense Ministry supported the Ukrainian military's assessment, noting that Russian forces will now almost certainly switch to capturing Donsk. The briefing said the conflict in Donbass has been grinding in the Tristanol. We already just read that. I, I, I'm sorry for repeating that. The, the noise got me. While the Russian army has a massive advantage in firepower, military analysts say that it doesn't have any significant superiority in the number of troops. That means Moscow lacks resources for quick land gains and can only advance slowly, relying on heavy artillery and rocket bar barrage to def the soften Ukrainian defenses, but that's pretty much all fucking modern combat is, is fucking rocket barrages, air attacks, and fucking slow attritional gains. Take the land, take the land, take the land, take the land, move forward, take the land, take the land, move forward, take the land, move, and, and it's just going to keep going and going and going until somebody's fucking taking all the land. I'm just fucking saying. Yeah, and sure as shit, these motherfuckers have turned their sights on to the next fucking section, and... Zelensky is like, we will take our fucking land back with whose army? If they take 
the industrial region of your country and you can't produce any goods and stuff to sustain a military and they fucking starve you out, whose army is going to take your land back? I sure as shit don't want to be the one that's going to fucking do it, but it, it is what it is. These people of uh, the war's not going to stop until either we declare war on fucking Russia and we destroy half the world, or fucking Ukraine becomes Russia. And I don't think either one of those things is uh, a good outcome, and both of them is probably going to result in the fucking both of them happening. Like. Ukraine becomes Russia, we eventually fight anyway, and I, I don't know, I, don't, I just, fuck, maybe Putin can die or something, but let's just get into this, uh, Ru Russian forces turn firepower on Donsk after recapturing the Hansk, Zelensky vows Ukraine will take back his land, this is from CSNBC, uh, in a tough weekend for Ukraine, Kiev confirmed on Sunday that Russian force, forces had taken control of the city of Lenskjinsk and by soon, doing so seized the entire Luhansk province, which we just went over in the last segment. Uh, Putin declared victory and the, the troops went in there and uh, they control half of the Donbass now, the industrial center of Ukraine. And... They were already fighting in the uh, Donsk region, and they can t now fucking shift the Lunsk forces to the Donsk region, and they can come at them like this, uh, making it easier for them to seize control of the second region. Uh, the capture of the city from which Ukrainian forces retreated to avoid being encircled marks another significant step for Russia, which aims to control the entire Donbass region, which is strategic. Like, this, that's military. That is a tr that's smart. Like, the take the fucking, it's old school tactics, you take their, their ability to produce rain, you, you cut everybody's, you cut their stronghold off and you starve them out, that's just ancient military tactics. Um, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has vowed that Ukrainian forces will return to Lunsk and take back their city. Not sure how you're going to do that without massive military support. Russian forces appeared to have wasted no time in turning their firepower on cities within the neighboring Donsk province, which also makes up a significant part of the Donbass. The governor of the region said several key cities had experienced heavy shelling on Sunday. Uh, it looks like they're trying to fucking rebuild before the war de war even begins. This is fucking ridiculous. Uh, Ukrainian needs seven hundred and fifty billion for its recovery plan. Prime Minister says Ukrainian will need one hundred and seventy million. Yeah, they're, they're trying to repair. They, no, wait till the war's over before we even talk about that. But uh, Slavodonsk and Donsk prepares for Russian onslaught, so they're preparing for them, the, the new the, the forces to switch gears. The eastern Ukrainian city of uh, Slavodonsk and Donsk is readying for a major battle after Russian forces captured neighbor in Lunsk province. Everyone knows that there will be a huge battle in Slavinsk. One Ukrainian soldier told the Associated Press. Soldiers defending the city told the AP that they are severely outgunned by the Russians. The city home to roughly 100,000 people before the war and was captured by pro-Russian fighters in 2014 and held for three months before being retaken by Ukrainian forces. For many in the city, the war has been going on since then. Roughly three-quarters of Slavonk's population has fled since the February, and city officials are urging remaining civilians to evacuate. So that they, they've been fighting for this land for a while now, like, yes, uh, I, I, this is not going to end without us stopping Russia, and us stopping Russia is not going to end without massive damage to the planet, so it's like a rock in a hard place, it really is, it's like a rock in a hard place, I, I, 
just tensions keep getting high. Look at this. Um, Moscow vows to reciprocate after Bulgaria expels 700 Russian diplomats. Moscow will respond to kind to Bulgaria's expulsion of 70 of its diplomats. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Larov is said following the largest ever expulsion of Russians from the EU country, the Russian embassy staff were ordered to leave Bulgaria by Monday. While the two have historically close ties, Bulgaria is a member of NATO and its government took a strong stance backing sanctions against Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. Moscow responded by cutting gas supplies to the country in April. Anyone who works against the interests of Bulgaria would be called to go back to the country from which they came. Bulgarian Prime Minister Kirov Pekov said like, the tensions between Russia and NATO are rising. Like uh, We might not be able to fucking uh, sustain this war, like, without, like, sustain this, like, half-in, half-out war footing. We might have to choose to completely abandon Ukraine or get involved militarily, but I, I really don't want to do the second one. Uh, it, you may call me heartless, you may call me incompassionate, but I, I, I'd rather not risk nuclear Armageddon. But, you know, that's just, 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 that's me, that's just me, just... That's me. President Vladimir Putin congratulated Russian troops on liberating Ukraine's eastern Lunds province after several weeks of brutal fighting. A huge proportion of the area's infrastructure, including residential buildings, have been yeah, Of course they've been destroyed. It's war. You didn't have to tell me that. You've been shelling and rocketing fucking places for months. Of course some of the buildings are fucking... That should be common fucking sense. That's what, happened. That's what happens in a war. It really is. Speaking on television with Defense Minister Sergei Shogun, Putin said that the troops who fought in Lunsk should rest, but the other troops should keep fighting according to Rhoda's translations. Ukrainian forces have withdrawn from the majority of the area, although President von Metsugli has pledged to win back his loyal, win back the territory, which we've, we've already gone over. Um, it's pretty much the same thing, but uh, it, it seems like fucking Russia's winning. And uh, Biden's going to, he said something recently that that's not really good for us or our wallets. Because uh, it means a forever something that's bad <laughs> if we don't pull our heads out of the ass. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and the fighting continues. Uh, I don't think we should be involved, but it looks like we're going to be involved. Uh, Russian state TV is already fucking saying that we're they're at war with NATO. Um, NATO countries are doing shit. Uh, we'll get into this later. Veterans from other countries. We've recovered from Britain, but like now our veterans, the U.S. veterans, they're in the country fucking training forces and shit. Uh, they're going to force us to be involved. It's only a matter of time before Russia looks at it as foreign nationals in the country is the country fucking supporting the war, active declaration of war, boom, we enter nuclear Armageddon. I'm just fucking saying. And according to our uh, feckless fucking demented senile leader, fucking Brandon, Joe Biden, sleepy sniffy Joe, High gas prices to last as long as it takes for Ukrainian victory. And it doesn't look like Ukraine can see a victory in sight right now. It looks like they're on the verge of fucking complete and total defeat. But that's just me. Things can change in war rapidly. But it is what it is at this moment. And we're paying the price artificially for no goddamn reason. Because we could produce, we, 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 even if we decided to fully support the war, we could produce the stuff here to not fucking suffer like this and still help Ukraine achieve victory. 
That's how fucking stupid this is. They keep trying to blame Putin, but it's their policies of not opening up drilling and not fucking achieving fucking energy independence in the United States of America that's causing this motherfucking garbage. But let's get into this article. Uh, Biden's high gas prices to last as long as it takes for Ukrainian victory. American drivers will have to enjoy high gas prices for as long as it takes for Ukraine to defeat Russia's invasion, President Biden told reporters in Spain Thursday. At the conclusion of this week's NATO summit in Madrid, the president has asked by New York Times reporter Jim Tankersley about the surging price of oil as a result of Western sanctions on Russia in response to February 24th's assault. Of course people are worried about gas prices, even though it, they're, they're not responsible. We've already gone over that in an earlier segment, but this is the New York Post. Yeah, this is the New York Post, by the way. Um, the war has pushed prices up. Oil could go as high as $200 a barrel, some analysts think, Tankerlid said. How long is it? That's almost double where it started. How, how long is it feared to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes, Biden answered. Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine. So they, they basically, they're holding our wallets hostage and or trying to like sneak in a fucking roundabout tax to get us to fund a war that none of us really uh, have any business participating in or want to be part of artificially because we could support the war and help fund the war and produce our own energy and not have this motherfucking problem, but we also choose not to do that. Just it, that, That's the fucking circus we live in. This is a critical, critical position for the world, the president went on. Here we are. Why do we have NATO? I told Putin that, in fact, if we were to move against Ukraine, we would move to strengthen NATO. We would move to strengthen NATO across the board. I don't think we should be in NATO right now because NATO ain't paying their fair share of the garbage, but that's another story. Like That's why fucking Trump tried to pull us out of NATO. We should have never fucking went back to NATO. Biden's remarks were quickly, quickly criticized by Republicans with at least one landmark calling on the administration to make U.S. energy independent. At least somebody's fucking talking about it. Uh, President Biden really thinks Americans are morons who are dumb enough to believe this unreal. We should be ramping up domestic energy production and making the United States energy independent again. And this is Rep Representative Lee Zeldin, a Republican from New York. Uh, this is another Republican from Kentucky. It's not at, uh, it's not a this or that scenario, Mr. President. Open up federal lands for oil or gas drilling and your regulatory war on energy and start lowering gas prices for Americans. This is your price hike, Representative Andy Barr, Republican, Kentucky, tweeted. This is, like we, it's not, like he said, it is not a this or that situation. We are not dependent on Russian oil. We are only fucking paying those premiums and shit because we are not producing our own, even though we're perfectly capable of doing so. Winning. No. You suck. Uh, it can't get any fucking clearer than that. I just can't get any fucking clearer than that. Joe Biden just admitted he had no idea how long gas prices will be at record highs. Rep. Lindsey McLean, Republican from Michigan, posted, here's an idea how to fix it. Unleash American energy. Yes. We must unlock American energy production now. Rep. Mike Garcia, Republican from California, said, no more high gas prices with zero action from the administration. The administration must stop following California's field energy policies. Even former New York Met Center felt 
field, the center fielder Lenny Ditz criticized the remarks. Like everybody's fucking hating on Biden. Like nobody fucking left, right, or sideways likes this motherfucker. I'm sorry. I'm just dumb, burnt out former baseball player. Did I somehow miss a formal declaration of war? Dickstra tweeted. As long as it takes, as Biden speaks for until everyone can no longer afford to drive and I completely break America and her economy, wrote Aaron Bernie, vice president of the commercial communications at Tag Strategies. I'm not sure who this person is, but everybody that understands how reality works knows that Biden's the one causing this and he could fucking easily do things or put things back into place that can bring back Trump gas prices because he... We had Trump gas prices because of Trump gas policies. <laughs> Make no mistake, gas prices are at historic highs because Joe Biden's war on American energy. Rep. Eliza Stenfinick, Republican New York, wrote Biden's following Biden's remarks. During his 28-minute presser, Biden also reiterated his administration's stance that the spike in energy and food prices around the world is primarily the consequence of Russian invasion, which has constricted wheat deliveries from Ukraine as well as oil and natural gas deliveries to Europe. And it's actually because um, we can't produce more. Our, our fucking food systems are fucking being destroyed around the world. Like fucking wheat harvests fucking was bad. The whole fucking hurl cow died. Fucking process of plants broken and... and the retraction of fucking stupid fucking domestic policies that are causing most of these problems. We fucking already bumped that hike back to the same fucking curb. Like, just, we covered that, though. I, I don't really want to beat this dead horse. But Biden is a failure, and I don't want to fucking pay high gas prices for the end of a war that looks like it might never fucking happen. And I don't want to start World War III and bring about nuclear Armageddon. I keep using the term nuclear Armageddon as a fucking sarcastic joke here. But if we fucking keep walking down this path, that joke can become a reality real fucking quickly. And that's not something any of us really fucking want. Like, this, this, we gotta pull our heads out of our asses and fucking unfuck our own mess. Each country gotta dig down deep, grab their balls and ovaries, and unfuck their own mess. That's the only way we can get through this, is if we can fucking keep ourselves going without being dependent on anyone else. I'm just fucking saying. At least that victory, we might be able to turn it around uh, if what I think is happening is really happening. Uh, we, we talked a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was a couple weeks now. It was more than just last week. We talked a couple weeks ago the how... Uh, some British soldiers, veterans, have found dead after fighting in Ukraine among the, the combat casualties in Ukraine, fighting on the side of Ukraine. And and these were like suspe suspicious terms like soldier retire, uh, uh, war happened month, month one, soldier retires month two, fucking fights in Ukraine month three. You know, this, that just seems kind of coincidental to me. So, uh, and now we have this one. In Ukraine, U.S. veterans step in where the military will not. And it's about Special Forces veterans training the Ukrainian forces. Now, are they actually veterans or were they let out of the military to go do a job in secret? Because <laughs> we like to do that type of shit. But let's get into this fucking article. Uh, this is from... This is like a... 
New York Times, yeah. And uh, Ukraine, U.S. veterans step in where the military will not. Special operations veterans are training Ukrainian ne Ukrainians near the front lines in the fields against Russia, despite warnings from the Pentagon. Uh, yes, the Pentagon told them not to do this, and they're doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, democracy came under attack. The United States saw a threat to an ally and also to the entire world order, but it feared that sending troops could spark a nuclear war. So instead, it supplied weapons, and a small number of American special operation trainers started quietly working with the local military. It, so, like, that, this doesn't seem like a small number quietly started working. Yeah, see? It doesn't say that they were, uh retired or anything there, just said they quietly started working there. <laughs> uh, that was the situation in South Vietnam in 1961, a few years before full-blown U.S. military involvement when the Americans president was limited to a military advisor group. Oh, this is just a warning that this, this, even New York Times, even the fucking New York Times is saying the same thing about what's going on as I am right now. Just fucking fathom that for a second. The New York motherfucking Times. <laughs> it is also the situation in Ukraine today as a bloody conflict churns on small teams of American special operations veterans are training Ukrainian soldiers near the front lines and in some cases help to plan combat missions. If this is the same situation that's going on in Vietnam, they're not fucking um, <clears throat> retired and they're actually under orders that are supposed to be held secret or disavow. The Pentagon disavowed their, their involvement. We disavowed their involvement, you know. <laughs> uh, it's only a matter of time before Russia uses this as a means to declare full-on fucking war. We keep we uh, they, we completely blockaded one of the territories surrounded by Europe. We fucking kicking out of their fucking their we're kicking them out off out of their citizens out of participating in in the secondary market to give them an out from participating in the Russian market so they don't have to fund the goddamn war, and they're forced to fund the goddamn war because they can only participate in that motherfucking market. Uh, we, we push sanction on them, on them that made their money the most fucking bit. Like, we're not having a good fucking track record here, and if they declare war on us now, we'd probably fucking die because we're about to fucking be civil war here in America. And let's be honest, the rest of the world can't fucking handle them without our fucking military might. But our military is worried about fucking pronouns, but... You know, Navy's teaching fucking proper use of pronouns. So, I don't even know if we have that fucking might anymore. It's fucking ridiculous. It really is. There is a notable difference, though. In Vietnam, the trainers were active duty troops under the control of the Pentagon. In Ukraine, where the United States have avoided sending any troops, the trainers are civilian volunteers supported by online donations and operating entirely on their own. So they say they may have learned from their mistake the first time and came up with a better cover story because that's what governments like to do. But it is what it is. <clears throat> this is why I became a Green Beret, said Perry Blackburn Jr., a retired Army Special Forces Lieutenant Colonel who spent 34 years in uniform in Iraq, Afghanistan, Ethiopia, Egypt, Somalia, and Jordan. He is now in Ukraine as a civilian doing what he once did in the military, training local forces to fight a common enemy. To not use my talents in a real time of need would be a waste, said Mr. Blackburn Blackburn 60, who was one of the handful of special operations soldiers who rode into Afghanistan on horseback at the start of the U.S. invasion in 2001, and is funding similar efforts now through thousands of small online donations from public. He rode into Afghanistan by horseback. I, any of my veterans guys out there watching, can anybody confirm this? 
Can anybody confirm that th this happened? Because that would be epic. Uh, like, uh, on, a, on a side note, that would be fucking... That's a, just an epic image in my mind. At my age, I've seen enough death that I want to try and stop the bloodshed, he said. We need to give people the means to defend themselves. And, I mean, people should have the means to defend themselves, but uh, they could come outside the country for training. Uh, it's just like... Finding our people doing that job in that country is just fuel for fucking the fire to fan Russians to get us closer to this fucking nuclear Armageddon that nobody fucking really wants. Like, we're both nuclear-capable countries. We're both nuclear-capable countries. If we start a fucking widespread war, especially when Putin's already threatened to nuke motherfuckers, we're going to end up in nuclear Armageddon. It's not rocket science there. Whether this is a new type of crowdfunded military support is wise is up for debate. Some experts caution that the presence of American volunteers could lead to some kind of tragic mishap that entangles the United States in a Vietnam-style escalation. This is what I've been fucking talking about this entire fucking time. For weeks. For months. For months. Russia says that it would threat... It would treat volunteer fighters as mercenaries and that they could be executed if captured. I mean, at least Russia's taking a fucking uh, a civilized stance on that because they could treat them as enemy combatants and declare war on their fucking home nations. And it's only, like, it's only a matter of time. If Russia starts losing the war, they are going to do that to keep up morale and because they have no motherfucking choice if they want to keep it going. This is not our fight. Not our fucking fight. Our roads are falling apart. Well, at least some places in the country. Here in New Hampshire, we're rebuilding stuff, and it's fucking happy. Go lucky, because we ain't listening to any of the goddamn bullshit. But I'm just fucking saying, the, the world's fucking falling apart. The economies are collapsing. It's time for us to unfuck our own mess and stop fucking buttoning in business that we don't belong be being buttoned in. We don't belong buttoning into. I'm just fucking saying. Thank you, you inglorious bastards and magnificent people for your support of my thought of the day. Without any of you, none of this can be possible. You are the real MVP here. here. Uh, you can catch the show every Tuesday through Friday by 5 p.m. It'll be live Eastern Standard Time, and the clips go out daily. And if you like what you see here, and you really want to help social support, uh, consider becoming a member. It's only $5 a month, and you get early access to uh, the Uncensored Thought of the Day. You get early access to our other shows, and we can help put the money, and you get access to exclusive clips, but we can help funnel the money back into hiring more excellent journalists, and, and, and putting on more shows to increase the content to make it worth even more of your 5 bucks. And we don't really intend to raise our prices because that's not how winning is done we help we love you immensely and we'll see you next time peace with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.